right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast MBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here, alone, in my father's study in his house. It's very, very echoey. I'm using a portable mic, so it sounds a little bit different, but a uh, friend of the show, Ian Carmel, was available to come on, and uh, so I dropped the kids off here, snuck away into a room, and I'm going to talk to Ian for a little bit while my babies cry. Uh, it'll be only different than the normal episodes in that it won't be Chuck and John making the babies cry. It'll be my parents. So not bad. Um, a crazy few days in the NBA. The last several days, just the weekend, the LeBron James news followed by the hilarious Lakers roster building. And then that was even one-upped with the news of DeMarcus Cousins going to the Warriors we're going to tackle all this on the full episode with Chuck and John later in the week. We will record um, right before I head to Las Vegas for NBA Summer League. Also, there was the debut game of Jaron Jackson Jr., who hit eight three-pointers. Uh, wow. Super excited as a Grizzlies fan. Has that crazy release, but I did not know we were drafting some combination of Chris Bosh and Ray Allen. I'm very excited uh, about that. So again, a crazy few days Crazy player movement. Julius Randle being let go, going to team up with Anthony Davis, who then that caused DeMarcus Cousins to go to the Warriors. All kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, and we will get to that later in the week. Today we talk a little bit about it with Ian. We also talk about his team, the Blazers, and Ian's Netflix debut. He has a 15-minute set, which came out, which you can check out um, on Netflix. It's called the comedy lineup where you can search his name Ian Carmel and watch it. I hope all of our listeners will uh, support him in doing that. So go to Netflix and search for Ian Carmel. Watch his 15 minutes. If you want to support our show like Ian has supported our show, you do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. We posted some bonus audio last week. We had our free agency game going. Uh, we're going to have more videos and content coming up very soon. So if you want to support the show, get access to exclusive bonus content. If you want to talk summer league and free agency with me and with John and Chuck around the clock, you can do that at the $3 a month tier where you get on our Slack chat. So that's what we're talking basketball with all of our biggest fans. So if that sounds like something you are interested in, go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. And if you're buying tickets this summer, you can support the show by using our code at seatgeek.com. Enter the code fastbreakbreak and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. As Zach Lowe would say, that's almost uh, the full purchase price of some tickets. So seatgeek.com, use the code fastbreakbreak. My guest today is the co-head writer on The Late Late Show, the host of the All Fantasy Everything podcast, and he has a Netflix stand-up special. What do you even call it, Ian? You have a Netflix debut today. Yeah, like a little like a little mini comedy special. A 15-minute, a quarter hour they're calling it, I think. A quarter hour comedy special, The Pride of Beaverton, Oregon, Ian Carmel. There we go. That's your intro. Ian, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm on hiatus from work. 
Uh, I'm currently in the receiving compliments phase of uh, the Netflix special dropping. It's it's great. It was great. I watched it this morning. I, I tried to stay up last night. I was refreshing at midnight central time, like so tired, uh, and it did not pop up as available before I fell asleep at like 12.15. But you're, you're a real one for even trying. I, <laughs> I, I didn't watch it last night either. I fell asleep. You didn't have like a debut party? Like a, uh, a release night, an opening night moment? No, because all the friends, they got they got a day job, so we're going to watch it this evening. We're going to record an episode of All Fantasy Everything, there you which go. you should listen to after you listen to every episode of Fast Break Breakfast. Oh. And then uh, and then we're going to go uh, – then we're going to get some in and out and watch it. That's my tradition ever since my first Conan is get – or ever since I did Chelsea lately, yeah. actually, for the first time, is get some in and out. Uh, and then watch whatever it is. It's a great excuse to get some in and out. Well, uh, in and out does it not even? They don't even serve breakfast items, do they? I don't. Uh, I, I only eat them, you know, five times oh. in my life. They keep it. Uh, they keep a very tidy menu, and breakfast is not part of it. Although, can I say, for the longest time, I thought Taco Bell breakfast was going to be disgusting. Yeah, and I've avoided it. I love Taco Bell, but I've avoided it. And then recently, I had a terrible hangover. And I went over there and I tried it, and and I enjoyed it, <laughs> much my much to my own shame, for some reason. Even though it's no grosser than regular Taco Bell food, right. you know, I'm just like eating out of a different corner of the uh, pig trough. But I'm, like, <laughs> I don't I don't think you I don't think you listened to Fast Break Breakfast back when we had the Taco Bell unsustainable business model. No, 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 no it was it was, the, it was the Taco Bell breakfast unsustainable business model, and we yeah. have uh, we've eaten crow on that one. We were like, guys, that was a very sustainable business model. Like they we, have, <laughs> they know they know what they're doing. They're a bunch of uh, whiz kids and business experts over there at the uh, across the border. <laughs> Definitely. All right, I saw you up tweeting early this morning. Did you get breakfast today? Is that still leftover jet lag from traveling to England? Uh, why are you up so early? And have you had breakfast? I have not fixed my jet lag situation. I've got it like down to pretty normal, but I'm still like falling asleep at like 10 p.m. I get what it's done is given me like a regular adult schedule, but I'm falling asleep <laughs> at like 10 p.m. and yeah, waking up at like seven or eight. I hate it, but I I I did get some breakfast. I ate uh, I ate leftover. I made kind of a carne asada stir fry. Oh, nice. Uh, which was really carne asada and then some green onions, some red kale, jalapeno, green bell peppers. Uh, so I just ate that with a little bit of this secret aardvark hot sauce, which if you've spent any time in the Pacific Northwest, you probably know about. It's delicious. The aardvark is not in the sauce. The aardvark is the brand? It's the uh, – right, exactly. Okay. It's the, Bark is the mascot, that's, and it's not one of those mascots <laughs> that's like encouraging you to eat its brothers, which is always weird. <laughs> that's you know, good. A barbecue place with like a pig that's like, "Come on in and eat," and you're like, "Why does the pig want me to eat other pigs?" Oh yeah, a pig in a chef's apron is a is a southern, I guess, a national tradition. Um, yeah, yeah, it is disturbing. I'm still it's cracking. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> I was saying I'm still st I'm still cracking up at a jet lag comedian just lives. That's just normal hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So Ian ranking, uh, life highlights. Cause things, I feel like from afar, I see you seems like things are going pretty well. Uh, yeah. I think you're pretty important according to yourself, but if yes. you're ranking your life, if you're, if you're ranking your life highlights, uh, put these in order, uh, filming a, a television bit with Damian Lillard. Yes. 
receiving a piggyback ride as a child from Kevin Duckworth. Those are two big ones. Or going from Netflix employee to having a Netflix quarter hour special. Oof. Oof. Those are tough because those are probably the big three. (laughs) I'm going to have to put it at, I think the journey from Netflix customer service to Netflix quarter hour is probably the one I value the most only because it represents going from having to eat Jack in the box to not having to, but still eating a Jack in the box. Right. Just economically. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Jack in box is now the icing on the cake, not the sustenance you need. Not the cake itself. Yeah, exactly. Although the other two are very, the other two are very cool. The, the Lillard one, um, the Lillard one, because tied up in that, is getting to witness the 0.9 second shot. So that's oh, yeah. probably two. And then number three is uh, Kevin Duckworth, because I was I was a kid, you know. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know if it was like a tentpole moment though as a kid. It was it was pretty it was pretty cool, but like I was you know honestly, if it had been a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle at the time, <laughs> I would have been just as excited about it. <laughs> I would, yeah. Uh, you addressed this in your uh, in your little special, but not spoiling any of that. I did want to ask you about your your work at Netflix. You were answering the phones. I take it doing doing customer service. Uh, yeah. Was it typically like I got the wrong disc in the mail, or I can't find the disc? Like what what exactly is Netflix customer service all about? It was it was a wide range of stuff. When I first started, yeah, it was a lot of like the disc showed up broken or I never got it or uh uh you you never got it when I mailed it back. It was a lot of that stuff. There was a lot of like billing issues. <laughs> um and then when I when I first started or when they first started doing instant, it started changing you know, because I was there when, like, they introduced the Instant Watch and they sort of, like, shifted over to that business model. And that was – that changed everything because then people were calling in complaining about, like, uh, w- whether anime had subtitles or it was dubbed. People were trying to get us to well, – that's legit though, Ian. I mean that's – Is that a legit issue? That's a legit, I, I, that's a legit complaint. I mean, I I'm not even anime man, but th- there there was been a couple of Netflix movies where I'm like, oh, I really want to watch this, whatever it was, this Hong Kong action thriller. And then I'm like, whoa, this is dubbed. Where's the subtitle version? Wait, there's no subtitle version? What's the point of having this? So I, well, I, I, was, I, yeah. I was the person you would take those complaints out on. It never occurred to me to call Netflix, though. So It, it occurred to a lot of other people. <laughs> people. You're one of the good ones. There was that. There was people who had watched like softcore porn and wanted us to erase their history but we couldn't erase their history <laughs> so i had to tell them just like if you there was two ways to fix it you would either have to go on there and watch like 45 seconds of a hundred different things that's what i was gonna guess <laughs> and just move it down or just delete your account start a brand new one those are like the two you can do i gotta uh, i don't know if you still have any contacts my biggest netflix complaint yeah. is now when i'm watching it on like, like if I'm watching a very serious movie and like the final shot and I'm just sitting there spellbound and quiet and then it like when the credits start rolling, it immediately jumps to like watch the ranch next or something. It like oh, it jumps yeah, to I the know. coming up next. Really and I'm nice like, good. like, you got to wait on that. I got to talk. I want to sit there and just savor at least the first 30 seconds of the of like the 
the credits to let it wash over me without being told to like you know Santa Clarita diet. I'm like I don't know. They gotta have saver mode, but their whole but their whole business model is keeping you watching. You know, I'm not they going want- away. Why can't I tell them I'm not going away? I just want to enjoy want- the movies. They, they never want you to have a feeling of finality. Like, well, there I've done it. I've watched the movie. It has to feel like a nine-hour slog that you're just as dedicated to as you are your day job. <laughs> All right. We'll say switching to basketball, since you are maybe uh, the world's preeminent Trailblazers fan. I'm definitely the world's fattest Trailblazer fan. So we'll, I'll take any way I can get it. Fat with a PH. Uh, That's right. <laughs> how uh, how are you taking this off season so far? I will f- I will say I follow a lot of Trailblazer fans on social media. I feel like you guys are feeling a bit run down. Uh, maybe they're even bullying you guys. Um, h- how's it going for you? Well, people. I mean, people love to talk about how bad our cap situation is, and it's as annoying as it is correct. You know, <laughs> um, and yeah, it. It sucks. It sucks right now, man. I like we're really starting to feel the the implicator. I guess well, I don't know what the right like the consequences of Neil O'Shea's 2016. Yeah. You know, we're really starting to feel. And I know like a lot of teams spent too much money and like everybody was like uh, like somebody on the first or 15th just spending all their money kind of thing. Yeah. That year. Yeah. But. We, I, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt for two years, our GM, because I was like, maybe he'll figure out a way out of it. Maybe he'll clear up some cap space and he'll figure a way out of it um, so he can be positioned to get people who could help or some wings or something, you know, this year or last year or even next year. And it just hasn't happened. He's, <laughs> he's stayed put and he's like, let, he let Ed Davis walk, who everybody loved. He let Shabazz Napier walk, who everybody loved, and then like replaced him with Seth Curry, who I'm sure we'll end up really liking. But just like when when like the Lakers are signing LeBron and the Warriors are signing Boogie, and even like even just some teams are signing like competent players, yeah. you know, like like Joe Harris was on the market or what people who like could potentially help, and then your team signs Seth Curry. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. My team signed Omri Caspi, the uh, yeah. the pride of Palestine. That's Which, not right. I, no, the pride of Israel. Pride of Israel. Well, he wants yeah. Palestine. I don't know. I don't know his official opinions. I don't want to get anyone. Uh, I don't think he's progressive, <laughs> but it's hard to tell with his Israeli. Yeah, I, I will say I feel like Blazers fans are more upset about Seth Curry and like all of the rest of like NBA intelligentsia thinks that's a really great signing. Yes, you guys lost Shabazzle Dazzle, which is sad. But I think Seth Curry is going to be good for you. Um, I think he is, and I, I think it's a good contract. I really, I really do. Like, it's not, it's not Seth Curry's fault. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like a perfectly good sort of like vegan dip that got brought to a barbecue. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, it's not your fault, man. We like you. It's just we were, you know hoping someone would bring some ribs or, you know, or even just like a nice tray of hot dogs or, you know, something other than Seth Curry. It's just the symbolic, like, that it's a Curry and it's not Steph. And we were never going to get Steph Curry, of course. Right. But the fact that he is by default, like, the the worst brother, 
just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're already feeling down. It's like, oh, great. And then we got Steph Curry's brother, you know? I think there's been three There's been three distinct moments that I experienced as just someone watching the NBA that I felt bad for Portland fans. Uh, we kind of covered one, uh, Dame Lillard with, like, the broken heart emoji when Ed oh, Davis yeah. signed. You know, Ed Davis, who's been perennially underpaid uh, for, like, the last six years. He just always signs and for still, a really small amount. And still underpaid. Dude, I remember... Like in the in the during the season, everyone was like, "Well, we're not going to be able to keep Ed Davis, you know, because he's going to go out there and he's going to command ten, twelve million, you know, on the market." And if were that the case, I'd have been like, "All right, you know, good for him. I'm glad Big Ed's getting paid." But he got what, like four point eight million, or yeah. like five million, or something like that. He yeah, he got four point four. He left my Memphis Grizzlies back in the day for a minimum contract. Apparently they couldn't agree on an extension with the Grizzlies, and then he signed a minimum salary deal with the Lakers, who were terrible at the time. That's crazy. Uh, second saddest, and I don't know if you were aware, there was the 15 seconds where Mario Hazonia was announced to be on the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you experience those 15 seconds in real time? Yes, I did. My friend uh, Nick Nanpe was visiting down here from, um, from Portland, and I had just flown in from Portland, so we were hanging out at the crib. And, you know, we're all glued to – I forget what we were watching, but we were all glued to our phones. And he was like, oh, shit, uh, we got Super Mario. And I was excited because at least that's somebody – it's a wing. Yeah. It's a tall wing who could potentially, you know, be like uh, – be a 3 and D player who can attack the rim. Potentially. We know how that turned out in Orlando. But a lot of stuff goes wrong in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> On the basketball team and just probably in the city in general. Yes. And – uh and and then it was it was an exciting couple of seconds. It was like, oh, okay, this guy could be cool. And then all of a sudden, he's a Nick. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, Horzonia is one of those guys that I feel like, uh, again, NBA Twitter folk, we like attach opinions of of promise. Like, oh, he's a wild scoring European. He'll, yeah. He's versatile. He's what we need. But uh, I thought it was funny the Woj typo. Uh, you guys, Portland got like La La Land about uh, getting Hazonia. And then finally, after uh, the crazy news that has everyone kind of up in arms, the the boogie signing with the Warriors, after that broke, it seemed like ESPN's Chris Haynes, just for no reason out of the blue, like delivered like a, a kick in the crotch to Blazers fans being like, another option was the Trail Blazers, but, no. but, but Boogie and Nurkic share the same agent, so that didn't go anywhere. And then C.J. McCollum's like, like, Boogie, what'd you do, bro? Yeah, come on, dude. Like, get on the phone. <laughs> it was, oh, it was so, it, uh, that was such a bummer. Because I would love that, like, I'm, a, I'm being a total hypocrite and a homer, which is fine because I feel like I'm open about it. But, uh, like, when he signed with the Warriors, I was like, all right, that's nice for them. I don't know if it raises their ceiling all that much because he's going to be, like, coming back from Achilles and probably pretty fat and... He's a he's a ball dominant player anyway, so I don't know how he's going to fit into that system. Um, but if he would have signed with the Blazers, I would have gone full Kool Aid. Oh yeah, I would have been. Like, oh yeah, he'll be back in December. He's going <laughs> to weigh like two thirty somehow. You know, yeah. <laughs> doing like wind sprints. He's got a robot Achilles heel. Paul Allen is going to build him. You know, like a, an Achilles heel out of guitar strings and and fish guts from the Pike Street Market or whatever. I would have gone full like. Uh, Kool-Aid carbs on that one but like yeah just another just another like 
like a car driving by and splashing puddle water on you right after you got broken up with. Right. But like, and like for no reason, it's like, no it's, reason. it's like no one needs this information, but I'm going to, I'm going I'm, like, I'm I'm to like, drop it. <laughs> when a girl's getting married and, you, and and like, you're like, and she's like, you know, you, I really, you, you, I really used to like you. You really had a chance <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, five years ago. And I'm like, why, why even tell me that? You know? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Are you, are you really worked up about this Warriors thing? I am not worked up at all. I, oh, I, I wasn't worked up last year either. I'm always like, this is great. Like, uh, like everyone's too angry about all this. Like, yeah, Oh no, the, I'm angry about it. I yeah. just don't care about the boogie thing. I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the other side. Yeah. I still, I, I honestly, I had hoped I would have gotten over it more. Uh-huh. The Warriors being like this dominant, but it's still, it still is just, it's just lame to me. I still think that, the NBA would be much more interesting if KD was on another team. Yeah, it's kind of because fair. Uh, yeah. I just, I just feel like it would. I'm not, and like the one thing I struggle with is when you espouse that opinion, people will be like, "Well, you can't tell professional athletes where to go." You know, they're like full right. grown, and like I fully agree with that. They should be able to go and do whatever they want within the boundaries of the law. You know, like absolutely, man. I'm not like criticizing him for being a human. But I'm just saying, as a fan of the product, I just think the NBA would be a lot more fun if, you know, because the Warriors, even without KD, are still an amazing team who probably still would have won two championships, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just maybe not maybe not the three. I think I dislike the Thunder so much that that has affected my opinion of not being bothered by the super team. I'm like, yeah, that, I'm like, you know fair. what? If Durant, I don't want him back on the Thunder. I hate the Thunder. So fine, go be on the Warriors. That's totally cool. Um, and finally, the LeBron James thing. I'm, I'm dying laughing about. Like this oh, whole, God. I don't know how you, uh, <laughs> you, you sign LeBron James and yet have a bad offseason. Like I am, I, it's, I'm lost. It's perfect. It's so it, perfect. It is perfect. I am, I am loving every second of it because the euphoria that the Lakers fans felt. You know, like, well, first they got mad at Paul George, like, for not signing there. Yeah. And then, like, they were more mad at Paul George for not signing with the Lakers than the Cavalier fans were at LeBron for leaving Cleveland. And if that isn't the most perfect example of Lakers exceptionalism I've ever seen, it's ugh, it ju- it's just fun because the Laker fans thought they were they were like out on full force after the LeBron James signing thinking they were, again, like, you know, king shit a big dick mountain again. And then immediately they get they sign JaVale and Lance and all the – and Rondo. All the, and not – I mean, Rondo was pretty good last season. I should know, especially as a Trailblazer fan. But um, I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, but it's just hilarious. I tweeted yesterday a thing that – it's one of those conspiracies that I half believe and half don't believe. But just that, like – LeBron was like, go sign the craziest players possible because we're not going to beat the Warriors this year. We're just not. It's just not going to happen. So go sign the craziest people possible, and then no one will blame me for when we don't beat the Warriors. Yeah. I, I, I saw some – I don't know who tweeted the joke, but it was like, LeBron, like he, he wants to see Paris in May. And yes. he's like, I, I, I'm getting older. I, I'm going to be too old to enjoy it. I'm going to go somewhere. Like, I don't want to drag a team into the finals one more year. Like, let's just That's do one hilarious. year. I'll come to L.A. And then, hey, we're going to be a first-round wash. 
Uh, and, it, and then, then we'll set it up for the future. But I, I need guys. I need a year off. I got. I got to recharge. I, I got. I got. I got to go see where uh, you know Satie and Gershwin had had coffee one night or something. You know, like <laughs> I, I got to do he it. Wants, he wants to drink Campari soda in, uh, yeah, yeah. on the Champs Elysees. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets it. The so I'm, I'm cracking up again. Like. I I've, I also have hated the Lakers like my whole life, and then I, yes. I I actually really like Lonzo Ball, but now I can't believe like it went from LeBron James to be like wow it actually happened to not an hour and a half later being like whoa like Lance Stevenson he's actively Lance harmful Stevenson. like and then like Rondo he can't play because everyone's saying like can Lonzo Ball and LeBron James play together it's like well I don't know how about if we had Lance Stevenson and Rajon Rondo. Like, right, that yeah. is couldn't make couldn't make it any funnier. It's like building the worst two uh, K team imaginable. All right, well, Ian, uh, tell people how what's the best way to support you right now? You have your podcast, All Fantasy Everything. Oh, yeah. You have your Netflix thing. Should we just watch your fifteen minutes over and over and over? Are we supposed to watch the other people's fifteen minutes? Like, how do we best help Ian Carmel? I would I would love to be selfish and say uh, just watch mine, but I the group I was able to do it with. I'm so lucky. Is there's so many other funny people on there. So like Jack Knight and Sam Jay are very funny. Uh, check out them. Check out all of them. Taylor Tomlinson's very funny. Uh, Sabrina, like Michelle Buteau, like the whole group. Tim Dillon, they're all very funny people. So I would say if you're a fan of stand-up, check them all out. If you hate it, they're 15 minutes anyway, so it's not too much of an investment of your time. Um, but for me personally, uh, yeah, listen to listen to All Fantasy Everything, where we fantasy draft non-sports topics uh, and then bullshit mostly for two hours. Um, and uh, keep watching The Late Late Show with James Corden. That's perfect. I guess. <laughs> you guys, you guys, fantasy drafted breakfast. I, I still haven't, I haven't listened. I just, I can't. Oh, yeah. I don't. I, I'm worried how it might change how I feel about people on the show. It got, it got pretty wild. Okay, it got pretty wild. I'll tell you, I, I drafted grape nuts in the cereal episode, the, but I did not draft grape nuts on the breakfast episode. That are, I, I, you drafting grape nuts, I think, is a great moment in in the all fantasy everything uh, history. Um, I have never had more people mad at me about something. Ever. I, I like great nuts. I, I like great nuts. I was I was with you. You you, you can miss I do me. too. <laughs> if you if you get it, you get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like we get it. Um parting thought for you to feel more optimistic about your trailblazers. Well, uh, thank you. You guys signed Nick Stauskas. I think he can be a friend to your boy Myers Leonard, maybe unlock the the Myers Leonard we saw a few years ago. And also He's an upgrade from Noah Vonley in that he was selected one spot ahead of uh, Noah Vonley in the draft. So there you That's go. True. We're moving. We're we're slowly moving slowly up. Slowly moving up the 2014 draft. So there Look, you go. Look, I'm I'm excited to have a guy named you know Sas Castillo. This I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not. And if he does end up being the goat who hangs out with Myers Leonard's racehorse, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with that too. <laughs> That's great. Well, Ian, thank you for making uh, time for me. And uh, look forward to uh, talking with you soon. My pleasure. Keep killing it, man. All right. Thanks to Ian for coming on. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at Ian Carmel. Search Netflix for Ian Carmel. The name of the program is The Comedy Lineup. I watched it. It's really good. I, I can't imagine. You'd, you'd be disappointed if you watch it. Um, so check that out because he's, he's, he's been a friend of the show for a while and helped us out. So Return the favor to Ian. Great guy. 
All right, if you want to support the show, you can join us at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Get access to exclusive bonus content. If you are shopping for tickets this summer, use our code fastbreakbreak. If those summer league tickets sell out on day one and two like they did last year, uh, go on SeatGeek, use our code FASTBREAKBREAK, get $20 off. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at FASTBREAKBREAK. Like us on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, no apologize for being GNG. Fast break, break, man. You understand? Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has never been easier thanks to SeatGeek. They've created an amazing app and website that makes ticket buying easier than it has ever been. They pull all the tickets available on other sites in the one place so you never miss a deal, and more importantly, you aren't wasting time. You can even set alerts for upcoming events, and they'll let you know if ticket prices fall. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is ranked based on value so you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I use it all the time. SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. You get to see the full ticket price from start to finish, and they never surprise you with big fees at the checkout page. Now, here's the best part about SeatGeek for all of you out there listening to the Fast Break Breakfast. My listeners who make their first SeatGeek purchase get a $20 rebate. And to get it, all you have to do is download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, then enter promo code Fast Break Break. SeatGeek will then send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. It does not get any easier than that. So download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code Fast Break Break today. 